The views, ideas, and content of Wellseekers and their guests are their own opinions, and you should always seek additional professional help around any of the issues discussed here on Wellseekers. Welcome to Wellseekers, a show where we talk about forming a better relationship with yourself and others in order to be your best you. My name's Lucia. Kelly's here with me. She's my podcast producer. Really, this show is about simple and accessible tools and advice and wisdom and stories to then go out and apply it to your life. And another goal here at Wellseekers is to keep these in like 30 minute blocks. So it's your commute. You don't need to like break it up or maybe you're listening to us during lunch. We're just thankful you're listening. So um, today's topic is about meditation. Meditation has always been something that's been introduced to me, both personally and professionally. And I'm just going to give you guys the background because if you're anything like me, you do like information. Like I want to know why it works. Meditation has been proven to make us feel more relaxed and more calm. And it actually can change your brain. Like it literally will change your brain. There's my favorite part of the brain is something called the amygdala. And if you've experienced anything in your life, adverse effects, a lot of, you know, adverse child effects, especially veterans that go to war, just even small things can affect your amygdala. And it actually changes the size of your amygdala. The amygdala sends messages that, you know, I need to fight this or I need to flee. And then you get other messages on how to make that happen. Overeating, addiction, negative, maladaptive stress, coping skills. We want to give good coping skills like meditation. And what that'll actually do, it actually shrinks your amygdala. You can actually change your brain, which I think is the coolest thing. And why not, right? Like you can build and change your muscles. It's just like building and changing a muscle. And some of the things that get you to change your brain for the better, just like building muscle, like building muscle brain, except you're actually shrinking it, is meditation. That's one of the key things that can help change your brain. I obviously love the amygdala more than the average person. So someone else who loves the amygdala is Swami. His name is Swami Veridan, and he is a meditation guru, expert. He's also a dear, dear friend of mine. We lived near each other in Los Angeles when I lived there, and he's back and forth between San Fran and Los Angeles. And he's going to come on. And I know for myself, when someone says meditation, I'm like, oh, I don't have 45 minutes, or I don't have 30 minutes or 20 minutes. He's going to talk about simple and accessible ways you can actually work meditation into your day. So if you don't have time to take aside from your day, or don't want to, he's going to help us work it into our day. I love that. I love that too. So we'll be right back on Well Seekers with Swami in just a second. Thanks for being part of the Seekerhood. We couldn't do this without you. Now, back to the show. We are back on Well Seekers with our guest, Swami Veridin of urbanturban.org. Swami is a meditation teacher and full disclosure, he's a really good friend of mine. Hi, Swami. How are you, Lucia? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Did you meditate this morning? So am I. I did. <laughs> I did. I read a meditation this morning and I thought about sitting down for a couple minutes and just like reflecting on it, but I did read the meditation. But Swami, this is why you're on because we really need some simple and accessible ways to almost work meditation into our day, which we're going to get to, but I have some questions before we get there. Okay. I also swamp. Did you meditate this morning? Mm-hmm. How often do you I meditate? Sure did. How- <laughs> I, meditate, I meditate twice a day. You meditate twice a day for how long? Uh, it depends. Sometimes I'll meditate in the morning for an hour 
Um, some, I get up usually around 4, 4.30, and I'll meditate for an hour sometimes. But usually I'll meditate take for 20 minutes. I'll do a breathing exercise for three minutes, which is called breath of fire, um, which is like quick breathing. And then I'll meditate for 20 minutes after that. Um, and is breath of fire one of the things you're going to touch upon within the how to incorporate through your day? And if not, canopy? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will, I'll, I'll talk about it, a little bit of it. So I tried to break it down, but can you give us a little bit of info? Why does meditation work? Because you have your conscious and subconscious mind. And just to give you sort of an insight, your subconscious mind is 95% of your mindset. Your conscious is 5%. So from the day you're born to the age of 10, everything goes into your subconscious. So it's almost like uploading music into your laptop from the day you're born to the age of 10. So you have all those like, kids' music, and baby songs, and you're listening to it throughout your life, but yet you don't like it. What meditation does is it takes those negative songs, your songs you don't like, your past stories, per se, and it replaces it with the stories you want to use. So let's say when you were a kid, you were bullied, or let's say you had an issue with uh, your mom. What meditation does is it makes you more present, makes you more compassionate, and rather than being angry at your mom, per se, you are more observant of why you're angry at your mother. Does that make sense to you? It does make sense. And I gave them a slightly more scientific reason of the actual part of the brain that's storing that information. But I like the way you broke, <laughs> broke it down a little bit better. I like that, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. It makes total sense. Well, I'll tell you this right now. If you meditate, you will still have stressful days and you, you will still have negative thoughts. The only difference is, is it's almost like a slow motion movie. If you see an accident, right, it just, you see it and then you walk away from it. But when you meditate, you're able to observe what happened before the accident. So say a car is going really fast. What happened? The accident happened and what you can do to change it afterwards. Totally. You're interfering that thought. Like you're in, you're mm -hmm. interfering and almost intervening on that thought and then like redirecting it. That's what meditation You're is. observing it. Totally. You're observing it. How often, because I know we just talked about me, you know, reading a morning meditation and full disclosure, I probably meditate about five minutes a day throughout the day, five to 10 minutes, or I'm in complete silence trying to make conscious contact with something outside of myself or tap into my subconscious. How often do we have to meditate every day to get benefits? I uh, do not have a straight answer to that. There's different, uh, different types of meditations that have different sort of types of uh, time periods. Transcendental meditation is only 20 minutes. The Pasana meditation, which was created by the Buddha, is for an hour. Now, what I believe is this. I believe both are right, and I think I believe both are wrong, in a sense that every individual is different. So if you meditate for five minutes, that's five minutes better than not meditating at all. And if you better to meditate for 10 minutes, maybe sometimes you need to meditate for 10 minutes. Maybe sometimes you need to only meditate for five minutes. Every day is a different day. So some days I meditate for an hour, and so I'm just drained, and it just feels so amazing. But some days I just meditate for 20 minutes, and I'm like, this is cool. I can do this. This is easy for me, and this is perfect. I don't need to meditate for an hour. So the simple answer to, to your question is don't worry about the time. Just worry about sitting down and being present. Some days you'll be like, oh my God, I did 20 minutes. I can't believe it. But other days, 
it will be so hard to even do two minutes. And that's fine. That's just the way life is. Don't you think it's kind of like, first of all, that was the most Zen answer. <laughs> like, that was a good one. I think it's right. And I think it's wrong. <laughs> like, that was very Zen of you, Swami. Thank you for that. Don't you think it's kind of like exercise, Swami, where it's like, you know, you're training different muscles with like short meditation and long meditation. And um, the meditation that's probably best for you is the one that you're going to continually do. Does that, is that true? Totally. I mean, I think for me, 20 minutes is perfect. Mm. So that's actually why you're here. And um, one of the things we want to talk about, because 20 minutes though, I, I have to say it is hard for me. And I don't even have children yet, hopefully. Um, but I know Kelly can probably speak to this. Kelly, my producer is a mom of two kids. And I imagine if my day goes like get up, read something quick, rush out the door, you know, shower, rush out the door, try to get to the gym, go to work, come back. You have a million other obligations, add two kids into it. And like, do you feel like you have 20 minutes? Most days if I have 20 minutes, I'm not spending it meditating, which I should be. And I know that, but it's so hard to find the motivation to do that, in all honesty. It, to make those big changes. How many, how many minutes would you say you have uh, on a realistic basis? How much time do you have, would you say? On a typical day, I wake up and the kids are in bed with me, like they've snuck in the, in the middle of the night. And then it's going to work. And then when I'm at work, I'll try to meditate during um, a lunch break or during one of my five minute breaks or what is it like 15 minute breaks. And then I come home and it's, um, you know, the dinner rush and taekwondo or whatever activity they have. And then it's homework. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's life. It's yeah. everyone's like, again, like take, I mean, kids extra stress, but take it out. And I could say that yeah. that's similar for my life. Cause you fill it with other stuff, yeah, like extra go, go, go. obligations. Mm-hmm. Because, Kelly, can I ask you a couple questions on that? Sure. So when you so when you get to work, do you on your drive to work, do you listen to music? Do you talk on the phone? What is it that you do? When I'm driving into work, I normally um, yeah. I'll listen to I listen to the radio, I guess. And then okay. you know, sometimes I'm sort of in that half asleep, half awake where I'm get to work and I'm like, oh, I'm here already. Like Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. This is Swami, what we really want you to talk about is how can we integrate, give us your best three to five integration. So if we don't have those 20 minutes to take, or maybe we just aren't there yet. We don't, we're not there yet internally where we want to make that change, but we want to do some small change. Does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. That's why I said, you know, uh, I said earlier, 20 minutes is not jumping to 20 minutes. is much harder than people realize. Cause right? I, yeah, I would bet to say that if I'm going to be totally honest with myself, I have 20 minutes. I spend it right. elsewhere. I do spend it elsewhere, but I have it. But I think that again goes with what if we're not there yet and we still want like three to five ways to integrate it into our life. The first thing I would say, which has worked for me, is when I get to work, I will turn off my car and I will meditate for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. I'll just sit in my car, turn off my car and just sit there put on the timer for five minutes to 10 minutes and just sit in silence. So what's happening is you have all this energy from your house with kids. You know, you have kids or you think about work and you're thinking about lunch and you're thinking about emails and you think all these, all these things are coming in your mindset. And then you're going straight to work and all these things are still in your mindset. 
So I would encourage you when you get to work, you can just stop your car, park it, and just breathe in and breathe out for five to ten minutes. That's one way. And that has helped a lot, actually, to be quite honest. What if you're late for work? What's something we could do in the car? Yeah, every uh, Kelly said every day. I mean, that's true. She Maybe was late I here. Advertise that. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I mean, I'm super punctual in all areas of my life. I tend I mean, to sometimes, uh, run late too. <laughs> sometimes I don't even put on music if I'm uh, in my car if I'm running late. And you can't really meditate in your car, but what you can do is just be observant of your mindset, be observant of your thoughts, and being complete silent. The great thing with the car is what people don't realize is that's one of the only places, even if you if you don't have the kids there where you can be silent and not be disturbed. Mm. You don't have to pick up the phone. You don't have to get the text. You could just go to work and, you know, even if it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, and just sit in silence. Meditation is just observing of the mind and being quiet. You could do it in your car driving, but, you know, people won't think it's meditation, but it surely is. So take five minutes, and if you're someone that runs late, the very minimum what I'm hearing is it is a meditation to just be observant while you're driving. Shut the music off for five minutes. That's it. Give yourself five minutes, music free, talk show free after you're done listening to this podcast and then look around and be aware and present in the moment for five minutes. I could do that. that I could do yeah, that for right. sure. Yeah. All right. Or just don't be late to work. <laughs> well, that's now we're How asking a lot. Different change. Yeah, Different yeah, change. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, another thing you could do is I do walking meditation. So what I do is... Yes, tell me. So what do you do during a walking meditation? And can you do it while you're running too? Because I know a lot of people that run. Yeah. You know what I do? Yeah, nothing. I just observe my <laughs> mindset. After a while, for me, it's about the 45-minute mark. There's this sort of this pop where this, there's this like, okay, all the energy all the negative energy is kind of sucked out of my body mm. and I'm really present. I know I don't even have to look at my phone. I know, okay, it's about 45 minutes. So I know my body very well. So mm. what people do a lot of times is when they walk, they listen to music and, and music sometimes triggers stuff, right? And, and what I mean is you hear a song and you think about the past or you think about your kids or you think about an ex or you think about work or it reminds you of something from the past or the present or, or even the future. You think about the future. But if you just observe your thoughts without music, without podcasting, without anything, you have that time where you can just be alone. I love that. So take that 45 minute walk or whatever you have done to schedule time for your body and make it for your mind too. So just be silent. And I think again, too, Swams, I know you said 45 minutes or an hour. Or I, I usually spend about an hour a day working out my body. Why would I not take even five minutes of that? to work my mind out and just be quiet. Like me, would that work Swami? Like 10 minute cool down instead of listening to slower music during it, just shutting everything off and spending 10 minutes in a walking meditation or running meditation. Totally. That definitely works. But you know, the reason people don't do it, Lucia, is there's not instant acknowledgement from the external. And what I mean by that is when you work out, there's instant recognition even if it's a week later, even if it's a month later, there's some feeling you have. That's why people, meditation's hard for people because meditation really is long-term gratification to a certain degree. Totally. Short-term, and it helps in the present. It absolutely helps in the present, but it really helps out in the, in the future. And that future could be a week from now, that future could be two weeks from now, but that's the inside. So it's like something that you might not even understand or realize 
but there'll be a moment when you usually react and you don't react anymore. And you go, wait a second, what happened? And it's really the being compassionate with yourself. How is this really going to help me? But when you work out, they see the weight loss. You know, totally. They see the clothes they can buy. And that's why meditation is so hard for people to understand or or use it on a daily basis. Do you feel like that? I, I don't know if I know. I mean, I get what you're saying. It's not as much of an instant gratification as working out. But I do feel like there is a small buzz I get from being quiet for a little bit. It's amazing, especially nowadays. I went on a 10-day meditation retreat. I did 10 days with no talking, no writing, no reading. No, those, that's like my worst thing. That sounds a little torturous to me. Yeah. 10 days of silence. I've always, in my mind, I want to be someone that can do that. But I think I would have to start with like a couple hours. We're doing a silent retreat for four hours. Swami, I wish you were around. You could come lead it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, it's like an unguided um, four-hour oh, silent. Oh, unguided? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an intense time. What happened at the end of that 10-day retreat for you? What were some of the changes that you saw? And was it um, worth it? Or do you wish you spent 10 days on a Costa Rican vacation adventure? The 10 days was one of the easiest experiences I've ever had in my life. The first couple of days were like interesting. You know, you're, you're stoked and you're hyped up. But then you realize there's no triggers. And what I mean by that is you don't look at your bills. You don't look at exes. You don't look at dating. You don't, there's nothing to put you in a bad mood. So it's not really that hard. It's, people think it's insanely hard and, and everyone's different. For me, it was insanely easy. When I came back, it was very hard. To reacclimate was hard. Reacclimation is hard, but I had all these triggers still. Meaning, mm. and this is why I meditate on a daily basis, and this is why I don't believe in the 10-day retreat. This is why I don't believe in the coaster, you know, all these retreats that you go to. And listen, that's great for some people. And if you want to go on a vacation, awesome. Have fun. Enjoy. Yeah, you'll have some sort of, you'll feel a little bit better. I get it. But the reality is this. It's almost like you guys. If you don't have your kids around and you don't have your husband around and you don't have to look at your bills and you don't have any work emails, at some point you're like, okay, that's not, but that's not reality, right? There's no reality there. Kelly just wrote, Kelly, my producer just wrote, it's like the biggest loser. It's like not real. You're sort of you're like sent right. away, right? Is that yeah, what you're, you, you're in like this fake environment and you are just set up for success. And then you go back to the real world and you're like, well, what do I do now? Yeah, like totally. My life is still there. And no one told me that before. So when I came back, I had a very difficult time. Like nothing's changed. So this is why I don't go on retreats. This is why I do the 20 minutes per day because I'm like, okay. This is realistic, but you have to handle reality. And you can't just run away like from your problems. At some point, you have to handle it. And this is why I love Swami, because he's so realistic about the fact that like you can't take two weeks. Like I'm pretty sure I couldn't. Kelly, I don't think you could either take two weeks out and go to a silent retreat and think that that's going to cure your problem in your everyday life. Like, yeah. So Swami, before we let you go, what is breath of fire and how can we incorporate that into our daily lives? So breath of fire is from Kundalini yoga. And what that really is like the Tai Chi of yoga. It's a lot of breathing. What breath of fire is you're breathing quick breath in and out from your stomach with a closed mouth. If that makes sort of sense to you. No, I want to practice that. Is, I think I actually remember it, that from yoga. So closed mouth from your breath and your, is it through your nose? Through your nose. Through your nose. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> that really quickly. 
Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly and just saw me. We should have a video. This, <laughs> Did you ever do that in yoga, Cal? Like the alming? And- no, no, no. At the end, you do the breath. Of, that's what. That's actually what they called it. I haven't been to yoga in a while. I breath of fire. I, I just do like the corpse pose where you lay on the floor for savasana. That, that's a better name for it. Yeah. Okay, so breath of fire. How much of that do we have to do, and what is the benefit from it? It's really cool. That has been my life changing tool for three minutes. I've been doing it every day, every morning, and every evening. All the energy, all your depression, anger, stress, anxiety comes from the stomach so like if you have gas or if you have stomach problems a lot of that he says has to do with stress and anxiety it might not be the food you eat or it could be someone who cooked the food who has stress and anxiety and delivered it to you as well what it does is it works your gut feeling your gut feeling is long-term gratification your intuition if a fire is like a google map it tells you exactly where to go and meditation gets you relaxed when you get there if that makes sense too. It does. So if, if we did breath of fire, let's say like two to three minutes in the morning and two to three minutes at night, you think that that would be life-changing? Game over. Oh, I'm doing, I'm going to make Game a over. commitment here on Well Seekers to hard. do that. Is that like the Amazon Prime of meditation? Like two days, <laughs> it's there? It's yeah. Completely. How long does it take? It's a good question. I'll tell you right now, when I started doing it, it was really, really, really hard for me all the ruminations and triggers come to the surface. So in the beginning, I did not like it. So I'm like, dude, this is really tough. I'm like in a bad mood when I do this. But after a while, that all sort of disappears. And, you know, your bowl is kind of clean. And now my gut and my intuition has been literally dead on for the last five, six, seven years since I've been doing this. Swami, I love that. So we'll come back and recap with everyone. But I think those are three tangible things that I could actually commit to doing in my day. It seems like it would make a big difference. Kelly, is that something you could see doing as a mom? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So if Kelly will do it, I think you've sold everyone listening. Is this a challenge? (laughs) Swami. Yeah, absolutely. No, this has been amazing. And I hope you'll come back and maybe dive into, maybe we can pick one topic and dive in a little bit deeper because you are just a wealth of knowledge about the different mindfulness practices and you're the Let best. Let me say one more thing. Though, yeah. Let me say one more thing before Please. we leave. I'll just say that, you know, there's this sort of this facade where if you meditate, everything in your life is going to be positive and everything's going to be good and everything's going to be calm. And I will say this, that's completely not true. Things are going to happen in your life that are going to be negative. There's going to be obstacles. You're going to have stressful days. You're going to have days that are not working well. I would say this to end it. Meditation is like an umbrella. And it's going to rain. And there's going to be storms in your life. You cannot, you cannot stop the rain. You cannot stop the storms. What you can do is not get soaked. So if you have an umbrella and you don't get soaked, you can walk through the days during the stormy weather, during the rain, and you can go on with your life. And you can have a progressive life. It doesn't mean you won't get in a car accident. It doesn't mean that you won't slip and fall. And it doesn't mean the rain's going to stop. The rain and the storms will always be there. The object of meditation is not to be positive all the time and like everything's going to be great in this hippy-dippy way of speaking of terms. It's sort of being observant of like, okay, there's positivity and there's negativity and there's good and there's bad. And they all equal out and they're all as important to each other. It's an umbrella. So you don't get soaked. You don't go through a massive depression. That's what it's what that's what meditation does. Mm, 
I love that, Swami. I think it, I think that everything that we talk about here at Well Seekers too is like adding to a piece of that umbrella and building that umbrella. That is your foundation to, like you said, keep you from getting soaked because life is going to be tough. And there is that element, I think, for myself too, where I meditate for a day and then something bad happens and I'm like, but I meditated. Like, shouldn't the universe reward me for trying to be, you know, more spiritual? But that's just not going to destroy the rain. It's going to protect you from it. It's beautiful. And your negative days are there to teach you. Have you observed what's happening? It's a teacher. That's all. Those, all those negative days are. It's for you to observe. Like, okay, what happened? Why did this happen? What can I learn from this? And then, so you could go on with your positive days and sort of excel. But the negative days are as important as the positive days. I love it, Swami Veridan. He is a meditation teacher, among many, many other things. You can check him out. Um, he's got a great cookbook out. It's on urbanturban.org, seven mantras and seven healing recipes, right, Swami? That's correct. So check that out and make sure you check out more of Swami here on Well Seekers. We'll be right back. Thanks, Swami. Welcome back to Well Seekers. Become part of the Seekerhood at wellseekers.com. And welcome back to Well Seekers. Thanks again to Swami Veridin. Um, make sure to check out his website, urbanturban.org. And just to recap those three takeaways, which were really, honestly, as someone who likes the idea of meditation and is working towards a greater meditation practice, these three things are something you could do even if you don't think you have time. So the first one was take five to 10 minutes longer if you want in your car on the way to work, shut the radio off. Just look around, be aware of your of your presence and get in touch and in tune with yourself. The second one was if you work out or even if you don't work out and you have time to take a 20 minute walk, a 10 minute walk. If, I mean, if it's more, that's great. Same thing, shut the music off, be aware of your presence and just try to be still and tune in. All of this is a form of meditation that's gonna give you similar benefits. And the last thing, probably my favorite thing, and I maybe, I'm gonna try and reach out to Swami and see if he'll demo this for us, but the breath of fire couple minutes in the morning, a couple minutes at night. And it's taking a deep breath in your stomach, breathing out through your nose. I'll hopefully make a video of this, but it's like, <laughs> this is a really active meditation. So it's something that I'm going to commit right now to doing. And I'm going to report back here. If you do do the meditation, email us hello at wellseekers.com because I want to hear how it's going. And if you guys have any questions or any topics you want to hear about, I would love, love, love to know about them. So whatever you want to know, simple, accessible ways to live life well, mind, body, spirit, heart, tackling a better relationship with yourself, a better relationship with others. We'd love to hear from you. So give us an email. Thanks again. Hope you guys, everyone out there in the Seekerhood has an incredible day. And thanks for listening to Well Seekers. And for more information, make sure you check out wellseekers.com. Want to talk? Lucia is a great listener. Join the conversation now at wellseekers.com.